It is about 6 a.m. and uh, I got up and I checked my Facebook friends list. And one of my Facebook friends was in a, in a tizzy because he looked at Rolling Stone's top 200 rap albums of all time and saw that Artist X was ahead of Artist Y. And I know there's always going to be that that whole thing. But in his case, he was absolutely right. <laughs> and I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil anything. But I figured, all right, uh, I got some time before I work. Thank God I work from home. I don't have to travel anywhere. So I'm going to do Rolling Stones top 200 list of all time, uh, hip hop albums of all time. And let's see what we got here. Okay, so this is going to be kind of a, a, a quick and dirty one. And the numbering on the episodes are going to be weird because Anchor only gives you half an hour to record at a time. So, and I'm not going to do these in parts. So, uh, you know, in, in even parts. So, all right, let's go. Let's see what we got here. So, and of course, I'll skip over people who I don't know to kind of speed it up here. So, number 200 is Travis Scott's Astro World. And I'm like, I was never a Travis Scott fan, and I'm not going to use the whole Astral World concert tragedy to, to down him. But I, was, I never really liked his music, and but it just wasn't really for me. That's all. You know, I'm not going to say too much about him. Uh, 199 is Juice World's Goodbye and Good Riddance from 2018. Uh, there's only one, uh, only one Juice World song I've ever liked, and that's the one was it lucid dreams or whatever it is i don't remember what it was but yeah lucid dreams and that's the one where he took that uh that that sting sample and i think i liked it more for the sample than the actual song but i you know i had high hopes for the kid i'm like maybe he may maybe he may make a second song i like but unfortunately he passed away but you know what are you gonna do kmd's mr hood at 198 and uh I'm a big KMD fan, of course, uh, a legendary, you know, I'm, I'm a big MF Doom fan. Of course, MF Doom was one half of, or one third of KMD. It was uh, Zev Love X, his brother, uh, you know, his brother Sub Rock, and it was, uh, it's, a, it's a great album, you know. Uh, Peach Fuzz was my favorite song on the album, but he had a lot of, they had a lot of great songs on that album. Of course, they got screwed over when they made the, their second album, Black Bastards, which is the reason why uh, when Zev Love X became MF Doom, that he doesn't mess with major labels anymore because of how much they, they you know, screwed him over. Freddie Gibbs and Madlib, Bandana, number 197. Uh, I like Freddie Gibbs. I just never really listened to enough of his music. And Madlib, of course one of the best hip-hop producers out there, so I'm pretty sure his album is fire, but I have to just actually listen to it. That's all that is. The Jaka, J-A-C-K-A, Tear Gas from 2009. Supposedly this dude was murdered back in 2015, and I never heard of him. Never heard his music, so we're just going to move on. Cupcake, and she spells it with two Ks. Uh, four I's, E-P-H-O-R-I-Z-E. Never heard of her. Mm, we're just going to move on. Kanan, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, it's K apostrophe N-A-A-N, the Dusty Foot Philosopher from 2005. Never heard this out. I only heard one Kanan song, if I'm pronouncing his name right, and he did a song way back when with uh, Chub Rock, which is why it ended up on my radar. But I'd never really heard his music other than that one song. So, 
we'll we'll go on. ASAP Rocky, uh, live, uh, no, live, love ASAP. I was never a fan of the ASAPs, any of them, not Rocky or Ferg or any of them. So it just wasn't really my style of music. Pop Smoke, Meet the Woo, 2019. I think, didn't Pop Smoke die? Yeah, he was killed in a home invasion, according to the write-up. And he was only just 20? Holy Jesus, God, these rappers are just not living as long as they used to. Lyrics Born, uh, later that day from 2003. This dude's supposedly from, from Tokyo, grew up in the States, never heard of him. We'll just move on. Uh, Drakeo the Ruler, Cold Devil from 2018. Once again, never heard of him. We're going to move on. I, I knew this was going to happen with Rolling Stone. They're going to put on a whole bunch of people that no one's ever heard of. Maybe that's kind of the point to get people to say, hey, Rolling Stone likes this guy. Maybe they might be good. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not by case. Because like I said, we're just going to call this old man yells at music. Uh, Nipsey Hussle's Crenshaw. I like Nipsey, but not that much as a rapper. Like I, I don't really stream his music or buy his albums or anything like that. But, you know, if his songs came on, I never turned them off, you know. So rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Uh the soundtrack to Wild Style came in at 188. I got to tell you, out of all the hip-hop movies that came out back when I was a kid, I've never, to this day, I've never seen Wild Style. I know some of the songs from the soundtrack, but I've never actually seen that movie. I may need to change that. I may need to watch that. And of all the hip-hop movies from back in the day, uh, B Street, definitely the best. Um, Capone Noriega, The War Report from 1997. I used to have this on cassette. Did I like Capone Noriega? Kind of. You know, enough to buy this album. Uh, did I think that they deserve to be on like a top 500 of all time? Yeah. A top 200? Not really, no. No. I, I They could have given this. I, I mean, I like Capone Noriega, but they could have given a spot to somebody else. Two shorts. Life is too short. Actually... I'm not a Too Short fan at all, but I did like that song, Life Is Too Short. That's the first song I ever heard from Too Short. But once again, you know, that whole, I think he's from Oakland. It wasn't really my whole thing. MC Light's Light as a Rocket, 185. I'm a huge MC Light fan. And of course, this was the album that that set it off for me. You know, 10% this, Light as a Rock, you know, uh, uh, Cram to Understand You, of course, Paper Thin. So, yeah, uh, this, this album definitely deserves to be on that list. And I think it's it's in a good spot where it needs to be. Uh, Saba, Care For Me. Wow, this album cover, this dude looks really sad. He's like sitting in his tiny apartment. It's like his stove is in his bedroom and he just looks sad. I don't think I want to listen to that album. Jesus Christ. Life is depressing enough. Uh, Camp Lowe's Uptown Saturday Night. You know. And in, in, I used to have, I used to own this album on CD. Somebody stole the album from me, unfortunately, and then it went out of print. But now I think it's streaming on Spotify. Um, they had a, um, in the album insert, they basically gave a dedication to all the people who insulted their style and then stole their style. <laughs> so, but I, I did like that album a lot, and I think it definitely deserves to be on the list. Oh my God, Gucci Man's on the list. You know what? We're just going to go ahead and skip over um, number 181, Sound Bombing Volume 2. Yes, this is one of the best hip-hop albums out there. Raucous Records puts out, uh, you know, they had Eminem was on the list. 
uh, Common and Sadat X had a song. Um, Pharaoh Monch had a song in there called The Mayor, what I liked a lot. Um, and it was the first, and actually it was the first time I'd ever heard of Company Flow. They had a song on there called, um, uh, God, what was the name of the song? Um, Patriotism. And then I end up getting their album, uh, Fun Crusher Plus, and which which better be on this goddamn list. Um, number 180 is Little Sims. I never heard of Little Sims. We're just going to keep going. Freestyle Fellowship. You know, I've never really listened to enough of their music. This album came out back in 91. Um, it's... I think it's just one of those things. It's kind of like you ever have that movie that you always wanted to watch ends up becoming a classic, but you never get a chance to watch it. For me as a horror fan for many years, that was the exorcist. It was just, I always wanted to watch it, but I'd never had the opportunity. And a, and a few years ago, it ended up on my uh, horror movie marathon because it was streaming on, uh, on Netflix. So yeah, I may need to dig up some of their stuff and give them a listen, you know? E40 in a major way. I remember when this album came out, I'm not an E40 fan at all. And supposedly he has like 28 albums. And I'm like, well, when you write about the same stuff over and over, it's probably really easy to make albums. Gravediggers, six feet deep. I like the Gravediggers. And actually, I actually, I don't know if I like the second album better than the first. I don't know. I know Too Poetic tragically passed away i believe he had like stomach cancer or something like that something something pretty tragic so rest in peace too poetic uh west side gun once again never really listened to his music uh but uh from what i hear he's actually pretty good i may need to to dig up a couple of his songs and give it a listen roxanne shantae's bad sister from 1989 I don't know. I mean, I like Shantae. Do I think her albums need to be on the top 200 of all time? No, not really. Because outside of, you know, outside of Wackett, when she was dissing J.J. Fad and, and of course the Roxanne's Revenge, I can't really think of a Roxanne Shantae song off the top of my head. So I don't know if they just did that to keep us old heads quiet, but we'll see. Cameron's Purple Haze. One of my, one of our, our friends, uh, he's the one who actually got our whole podcasting group together. You know, he got me involved in it. He's a huge fan of like Cameron and the whole uh, Dipset thing. And well, is it Dipset or yeah? But I was just like, I just never liked Cameron like that. I mean, he had, he, he had, I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of songs on there that were like, okay, I kind of like this, but as a whole, nah, I definitely don't think he needs to be on the top 200 of all time. Mac Miller, never really listened to his music. We're just going to keep going. What? What the flow Millie is on the list at 172? That little creepy mean girl who makes the mean girl rap is on the top 200 of all time. You know what? I don't want to come out and say Rolling Stone should eat a dick because we're only 172 songs in here. But Jesus Christ, Flo Millie, y'all dudes are smoking crack. Marley Marl's In Control, Volume 1. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to kind of I had to kind of remember what exactly was on that album. 
so he had like you know because uh, i remember the symphony was on that album and i was like oh, okay that alone is probably enough to land it on the top 200 of all time big crit crit was here i i would be i have no clue who that is i'm not gonna lie uh yeah let's keep moving goody mob soul food you know it's funny I thought about this album the other day because, and it's really because I thought about the movie Soul Food, which this has nothing to do with. I think they came out around the same time. But um, yeah, this was actually uh, a great album. You know, um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Mock Homie, M-A-C-H-H-O-M-M-Y, Pray for Haiti. Uh, I don't know who this is. We're just gonna keep going. Uh, above the law at 167 with Black Mafia Life from '93. Never liked Above the Law. There was only like I know the whole West Coast thing was really big, but there were only a few groups that I actually liked from the West Coast. Heck, I think I liked more uh Southern and Texas rap than I liked uh West Coast rap. You know, outside of, of course Snoop and Dre and Tupac and all of them. Childish Gambino, Because the Internet from 2013. The only Childish Gambino song I really know is This Is America. I never really listened to his music, so we'll just leave it be. Cannibal Ox, The Cold Vein. I'm surprised they put this on there. I like Cannibal Ox. You know, um, he, he's a, he's a, a, a great uh, lyricist. I think he's... Uh, down with like uh LP and company flow and all of them. I like I like this album too. Cold Vein was a great album for all the way back in 2001. So yeah, we can leave that on the list. Uh Schoolboy Q. Once again, never really listened to his music. So I'm not going to say if he's good or bad. I just never really listened to his music. I, it's a name that comes up, but I didn't really listen to it. Underground King, Super Tight from 94. Once again, even with Southern rap, there wasn't really a whole lot that I really listened to outside of like Goody Mob or Outkast or, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll just keep moving. Tierra Whack. Oh, you know what? I do know who this is. I saw her on that double XL cypher. So, yeah, she's actually pretty good. I'm not going to, you know... We'll, we'll, we'll leave that be. I don't know. I really don't know if she needs to be on the top 200 now. <laughs> but maybe I just need to listen to the album and find out for sure. Uh, Polo G, 161 with Dia Legend. Mm, Jesus Christ. Next. Bill L, Big L, sorry. Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous from 95. Once again, great album. Rest in peace to Big L. He died. Uh, well before his time, died back in 99. Uh, but yeah, give it a listen if you get a chance. It's actually a really good album. Uh, ho, ho, ho. This is going to cause some controversy, some weird controversy. Because I like this album, but people may not think it belongs in the top 200. Handsome Boy Modeling School. Uh, so How's Your Girl from back in 99, which is... Um, it's more of like a uh, I don't even know how to how to describe it, but it's um it's Dan the Automator and uh Prince Paul. And they have like all these guest stars on there, like uh 
Sibo Mato, uh, Mike D, and you know stuff like that. Well, Mike D from Beastie Boys, and it's actually it's an interesting album. Do I think it belongs in the top two hundred? I don't know, but I like the album, so I'm going to be a slight bit biased on this. Devin the Dude. So this uh, just trying to live from 2002. I never liked Devin, but Devin from his area, from where he's from, he's like a legend. Like I'm surprised he doesn't have like a street named after him. Like he's a, a legendary figure out from where he's from. Wherever that is, I don't know. But I just, you know, when people talk about Devin, they always talk about him in the highest regard. I just never really got into his music. But he's at number 158 with Just Trying to Live. Danny Brown, Triple uh, X, and that's from 2011. Uh, Danny Brown is a is an acquired taste. I know Danny Brown from his collaborations with other rappers that I like, like... Uh, you know, um, he's done songs with um, Run the Jewels and stuff like that. So I've never really listened to a Danny Brown album. I just know him from doing other collaborations. I will say he's an acquired taste, but I kind of like. Uh, I kind of like him. I don't know if this song needs to be on there, but I mean, this album. But then again, haven't heard it, so I don't know. <laughs> DJ Quick Quick is the name. Never really liked DJ Quick, but I know this album was very popular and, you know, it, it kind of, you know, helped him have a, a nice long career in rap uh, in, in number 156. And I remember the funniest thing was I listened to Tim Dog's album, uh, Penicillin on the Wax, where he was dissing all these West Coast dudes. His whole album was just him dissing the West Coast. And they had a skit where they just seen like, because Tim Dog is from like the Bronx. And supposedly in this kit, they just supposedly see, they're like walking out, yo, ain't that DJ Quick? Like DJ Quick would be walking down the street in the Bronx just by himself. And then they just run up and beat him up in the skit. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Like you're all, you're on the other side of the continent from this dude. J. Rue, the damager, the sun rises in the east. Yes, I would have put Wrath of the Math on there if I had to put a J. Rue, the damager album on there. But this album works perfectly fine, you know. Um, Steinsky from 2008. What does it all mean? Yeah, what does it all mean? I don't even know who you are. We're just going to skip past this. Easy Ease, Easy Does It uh, at 153. Huh. I don't know if I would ever put any of Easy Ease solo stuff in the top 200. Once again, if there was a top 500, I could see Easy Ease, this album being on there. But, I mean, you know, one of the things that, I mean, you figure Dre did the production, Ice Cube probably did most of the writing, so I guess it could stay there. <laughs> Not like I could change the list now. Oh, my God, Ray, oh, my God, these two, is that the Roly Roly dudes? Ray Shrummond or whatever the fuck those kids are, Jesus fucking Christ, they're on the top 200. What the actual fuck is going on here? You know what? Next, Lil Nas X's Montero at 151. Once again, I think it's just too soon. That's that's all I'm saying. It's just too soon. You know, I like Lil Nas X. I like his, I, I kind of like his music, but this whole thing about him being on the top 200, like right this moment, mm, no. 
No. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No. So, all right. I figure before I get too deep into this, uh, all right. Yeah, we'll we'll stop here for now, and then uh, we'll just continue on. All right, let's keep this going. Uh, all right, we got uh, number one fifty, the roots. How I got over from twenty ten. I don't know. And the only reason why I say I don't know because I imagine that there are probably going to be with only two hundred albums that they're probably not going to repeat any. So if I had to pick a Roots album, it might have been Things Fall Apart. It might have been The Tipping Point, you know, something like that, you know. But I don't know if I would have picked uh, How I Got Over. It's a great album, but if we're talking top 200, they may have had another album that went in there. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, but The Roots definitely deserve to be on the list. If they had this list without The Roots, I would have just been like, you know what, this list is bullshit. I already think it's bullshit, but... It would have really been bullshit. DJ Screw, 3 in the Morning from 1996. Nah, let's pass. Oh, Jesus Christ. Run the Jewels 2. And at 148, first of all, this album should have been top 50 if we're going to put it on the list. Second of all, I while I like all four Run the Jewels albums, I do like Run the Jewels 2 the best. Although all of them are great albums. And you don't really get that with albums where like y'all have like you know there'll always be that one black sheep album you know in the first few albums but nope nope run the jewels all four albums are great and i think this is the uh yeah this is the best of, of the four oh cool j's radio once again that should have been top 50 um oh cool j's debut album and this uh yeah, I mean, when this album came out, it was like a nuclear bomb back in the days. You know, it rocked the bells, um, can't live without my radio, you know, stuff. Yeah, the album's a classic. It definitely deserves to be on the list. Black Sheep, A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Here we go. Once again, I, I like this album, but I don't think it's top 200 of all time. And the one thing that really propels it over is their remix of uh oh god i'm 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 having an old man moment um the choice is yours yeah so cuz the original the choice is yours was okay but the remix was just fire and uh i don't once again it's a good album but i don't think it's top 200 material of all time commons uh b the b e uh, from 2005 i think that was uh this was more of like a uh, a comeback for common you know and then part of i mean common common was always a great lyricist that's never in question but this one he had uh kanye west was helping with the production and you know with kanye i have a like a a love hate hate relationship with kanye as far as his music goes so yep this album deserves to be there Rock Marciano Reloaded. You know, I had pegged Rock Marciano as like Cool G Rap if Cool G Rap just stopped caring. And one of my friends actually got me to give him a, a second listen. And it turned out 
okay, I, I, I do kind of like Rock Marciano. I've never listened to this album, and I don't think he's top 200 material, but if there was a top 500, he would definitely deserve to be there for sure. Lil Uzi Vert, oh my God, Eternal Atake, his worst album yet. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, you guys can fucking eat a dick. Uh, Lil Brother at 142, The Listening. You know what I call Lil Brother? Uh, grown-ups music. It's music for grown-ups. It's not music for kids who are like, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, because y'all got ADD and then can't remember shit. Like, oh, this is grown folks music. Okay, music for adults. Little kids go outside and play. The big kids are rapping. Um, Black Moons enter the stage. Yes, definitely for sure. I remember I saw Black Moon perform before, like when they were pushing their first single, Who Got the Props? And I remember Buckshot Shorty was on stage and he was like, Who got the props? Who got the props? And he had these big black boots and they weren't laced. And he's just kicking his feet, you know, to the beat. And I'm waiting for his boots to just come flying off into the audience. <laughs> Nas at number 140 with It Was Written. Huh. I imagine that there's going to be another Nas album on this list if It Was Written is here. Because It Was Written is a, is a fantastic album. But I figured if they were only going to have one Nas album on the list... It would be Illmatic. So I imagine Illmatic will end up somewhere on this list. Uh, the Streets at 139, original pirate material. Never heard of them. Bulls keep going. The fucking City Girls. The City Girls are on this list. Uh, top 200 of all time. The City Girls. The Twerculator Girls. Get the fuck out of here with that stupid ass horse shit. Next. Slum. Okay. Every time they make a bad pick, then they go back and they make a great pick, which is at 137, Slum Villages, The Fantastic Volume 2 from 2000. Fantastic album, pun intended. Um, I think Jay Dilla did the, uh, the production on this. And once again, it's grown folks music, you know. Doja Cat, oh, get the fuck out of here. Doja Cat is like one of those artists who are very pleasing to the eye, but not to the ear. Like, I, I don't like Doja Cat's music. And I definitely don't think she should be on the top 200. Maybe not now. Maybe, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just keep going. Uh, Rick Ross's Teflon Don from 2010. <sighs> I don't mind Rick Ross. I don't like Rick Ross, but I don't mind Rick Ross. Like, if his stuff comes on, I'm just like, hey, it's Rick Ross. But I'm not like, oh, it's Rick Ross. Dope. I'm like, that's never been my way with Rick Ross. So, you know. I, do, I will say he has one of the, the nicely trimmed beards in hip hop, though. <laughs> Tupac, Be Against the World at number 134. So I imagine there's probably going to be another Tupac album on this list. So, but this was a, this was a great album. And I think this was before... Uh, Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I think the only album he did with Dre was uh, All Eyes on Me. So, okay. Killer Mike's rap music from 2012. Yeah, 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 we'll leave this here. Because I like, I mean, I'm a huge Killer Mike fan. And uh, 
I was thinking if there was going to be another album that should be on there instead, but no, we'll, we'll leave this be at 133. J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hills Drive from 2014. Um, I want to say that, yeah, uh, it was a platinum album for him and it didn't have any featured guest artists. So that's huge. And I'm a huge J. Cole fan. So I imagine maybe there'll be another J. Cole album on this list, but <coughs> pardon me. No, I'm not going to edit that out that cough. You're just going to have to live with it. Um, <laughs> Ghostface Killers Fish Scale from 2006. You know what's funny about this album? One of my co-workers gave me this album because they didn't like it. That's how I got, that's how I got this album. Uh, they didn't like it. And I was just like, I, I thought it was a great album. And I was just like, okay, free, great album. I'll take it. <laughs> it saves me the trouble of having to go out and buy it. But yeah, Ghostface Killer is like the de facto leader of the Wu-Tang just by the fact that he just puts out so much music and so much good music. You know, he's the only person I know who makes up his own slang as he goes along and still has me bobbing my head to it. Ooh, number 130, Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth, Mecca and the Soul Brother. Absolutely fantastic album. Uh, they Reminisce Over You was the, the, the feature track on there, which is basically a tribute to uh, Trouble T. Roy, who was one of uh, Heavy D's dancers, and they were all pretty good friends. They were doing a show on a rooftop, and uh, T. Roy stumbled and fell off the roof. Like a horrible way to die, you know? Especially with so many people watching. So, yeah. Uh, Playboy. Oh, my God. Playboy Cardi. That mumbling fuck is on the list. Oh, get next. Big pun. They always do this. They put on someone I hate and then put on someone that I love. Big puns, capital punishment at 128. Yeah, uh, that was a fantastic album. You know, and if any of puns albums are going to be on that list, it would be capital punishment from 98. Uh, the first time I ever heard of Big Punisher was he was on a soundtrack. I'm struggling through. It wasn't a well-known soundtrack. I think it was for some weird basketball movie that I never actually saw. But I used to work at a record store back then. And I actually saw the um, the soundtrack and I bought it. But um, it was called uh, You Ain't a Killer. And I think that's, I want to say that song was on the on the, the full album. But that's the first time I ever heard of Big Punisher. And I was like, and that's what maybe say, I need to keep an ear out for this guy. This guy is really good. So rest in peace, Big Punisher. Bone Thugs and the Harmonies, E1999 Eternal. I I was working at the record store when this, when this album came out. And I remember that they let us, because when uh, The Crossroads, which is their tribute to Eazy-E, when that came out, they re-released a new album, uh, a new version of the album with the Crossroads on it. So everybody who bought the original album and didn't have Crossroads, they allowed us to let them swap the albums out. And then we just send the old one back to the, to the thing, which I thought was pretty cool. I was never a Bone fan at all. I really couldn't get into their music. The only Bone song I ever liked, and this is going to be weird, was Days of Our Lives from the Set It Off soundtrack. I don't know why that song just resonated with me, but yeah. 20, oh my God, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. I, I will say this. I never liked 21 Savage. I always thought his music was just dumb and boring, but 
if he's in there with somebody else, maybe it might be worth the listen, but probably not. And definitely not worthy of the top 200 of all time. Jesus Christ. Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late from uh, number 125 from 2015. You know, I, I, I don't want to say I despise Drake's music, but I, but I'm in the minority because he's, he's horribly popular. <laughs> so we'll just keep going. Outcast, Speaker Box, The Love Below at number 124. If I had to put an Outcast album on there, it would either be Aquinamai or uh, AT Aliens. But this is still a great album. And this is when they were kind of having their whole split thing because Speaker Box is uh, Big Boy's album and The Love Below is uh, Andre 3000's album. And if you, and if you ever catch it, it, it's on YouTube. The Key and Peel skit with a rag on Outcast is hilarious. So, Souls of Mischief, 93 till infinity at, num- at number 123. I like that song, uh, their, uh, their, their lead single, but I would actually, I, but to tell you the honest truth, I've never heard the whole album. I've heard a couple of singles, off, singles off it, but not the whole album. I may need to do that before I pass judgment on whether they need to be on this list or not. Nerd. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh. Mm. The album In Search of from 2002. Uh. We'll just keep going. Tribe Call Quest, People Instinctive Travels and the Passive Rhythm from 1990. This should be top 50. This shouldn't be at 121. It should be top 50. Jesus fucking Christ, people. And then they got Young Thug ahead of Tribe Called Quest. Oh, get the fuck out of here, you miserable pieces of shit. Uh, the Coup, Party Music from 2001. I will say this, and it's funny because they actually, the album cover that they have here is the original album cover where they're blowing up the Twin Towers. Uh, they had that album, unfortunately, had it coming out about the same time as when September 11th happened. So they, I, if I remember correctly, they changed the album cover. Does the coop need to be in the top 200? No. If it was a top 500, probably. So Tyler, the creator's bastard. I kind of like Tyler, kind of. He has some song, like Yonkers is still my favorite song from him, but uh, we'll, we'll leave it alone for now because I haven't actually heard that particular album. Missy Elliott's Under Construction at 2002. Once again, never that big a fan of Missy, but I always kind of appreciated Missy because she had her she had her own style. She did her own thing. And her music videos were actually a lot of fun. Even if you didn't like her music, her videos were still really cool. So we'll leave that alone. Ooh, Jungle Brothers. Straight Out the Jungle, 1988 at 116. This was a fantastic album, and then their follow-up, done by the forces of nature, was in the way to me even better. So, uh, yeah, this album definitely belongs here. Africa Bombada's looking for the perfect beat. Oh, this is like a greatest hits from him from eighty to eighty-five. It's unfortunate that he's on this list because of all the allegations against him that he was basically taking advantage of the boys at the youth center that he used to run, but. He is a hip hop pioneer. So 
they can't take that away from him. And as far as I know, meh, well, this is an ugly subject, so we'll just keep going. Digital underground sex packets at 114. Uh, rest in peace, Shock G. He passed away recently. And I will say this. Um, I like this album a lot, you know, and, and even even beyond uh, the Humpty Dance. I had uh, Do What You Like. I had it on vinyl uh, when I was younger, you know, and it had like some, it had a couple of really nice remixes on there too. So yeah, we'll, we'll leave this alone. I knew there was going to be a Jay-Z album on here, maybe one, maybe one or two. I, and I know this is going to sound weird as a, as an old head. I, I don't really like Jay-Z past the first album, but the black album, I did like 99 problems and that's about as far as I'll, that's about as far as I'll take it. Rhapsodies, Layla's Wisdom from 2017. I like Rhapsody. Do I think she needs to be in the top 200 now? No, but I'm going to leave it alone because she's actually a great lyricist and she makes great music. So we'll leave it at that. Boogie Down Productions by All Means Necessary from 88 on uh, at number 111. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. It, you know, if you're going to make a follow-up album uh to criminal minded this would be the one and the lead single was my philosophy and that was basically to me my philosophy was the hip-hop version of back in black because if you don't know the story acdc they had a string of, of, of hit albums with their leader bond scott and bond scott literally literally drank himself to death he died of alcohol poisoning so Everybody was saying without Bon Scott, the band is finished. And then they found Brian Johnson. I have no clue where they found this dude, but this dude has a, a, had a, a, a set of pipes on him. And it came back in 1980 with an album called Back in Black. And you've probably heard Back in Black without knowing that it's ACDC. So there was like their huge comeback. And that album went like, I don't know, sold like 20 million copies or something, ridic something ridiculous like that. When Scott LaRock died, everybody figured, well, BDP is over. It's done without Scott LaRock. And then he came back with my philosophy and it was, it went off like a, like a nuke in the hip hop community, you know? And, uh, yeah, much props to, uh, to KRS one, you know, he had a, had a long career. He's still making records to this day. Biz Markie's going off. Rest in peace to Biz Markie. I never liked his music all that much. <laughs> I know, I know what you're thinking. Oh God, you're such an old man. You don't even like stuff from your own era. I met Biz a couple of times. I thought he was an asshole. I did, but uh, but he's that whole comedy rap thing wears thin after a while. You know, I don't expect Biz to be out there spitting lyrics like Rock him, but but going off was a great album though. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, and it does deserve to be where it is. So I'm not gonna totally hate on biz but that was a great album i actually had it on cassette when i was a kid um main source breaking adams wow that is a fantastic album you know and, and i know he uh i think they did come out with a, with a, a second album after they broke up and lost professor went solo but yeah breaking adams was a, was a great album for sure Pusha t's daytona um my nephew loves Pusha T and then Pusha T's um, Infrared. I, 
I want to say Infrared. He said it was one of his favorite songs. But I like, uh, I kind of like Pusha T, you know. And I'm not going to argue him being on the top 500. We'll, we'll just leave it be. But I do like Pusha T's music. Uh, ooh, Cool G Rap and DJ Polo wanted Dead or Alive. They This album just started streaming on Spotify not too long ago. So I got a chance to give it a listen for the first time in a long time. Because all that cold chilling stuff for a long time was out of print. So it finally started streaming on Spotify. So now I figure if I stream this, if I stream this album like 50, 60, 80,000 times, Cool G rapping DJ Polo can make like 30 cents off of it because that's how Spotify does. <laughs> so old Dirty Bass has returned to 36 Chambers, the dirty version. No, absolutely not. I like old Dirty Bastard. I like this album, but come on. If it wasn't for Brooklyn Zoo, would this album really be on the list? Once again, this is a top 500 album, not a top 200 album. So, but I do like the album. And matter of fact, to tell you the honest truth, I listened to it recently. You know, it's streaming on Spotify. And uh, I did listen to it recently, but no, it's a top 500 album, not a top 200. Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book. I think this was his his, his best album. But I, I mean, I'm just going by what the critics say. I don't really listen to Chance like that. I will say he was kind of funny when he was on Saturday Night Live. He was actually pretty good on Saturday Night Live, but yeah. Eve Scorpion at number 104. Uh, I like Eve. Like, I'm not excited about Eve, but I like Eve. You know, we'll, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Ooh. Once again, most death, black on both sides from 1999. This is possibly one of my top 20 rap albums of all time. And this should be top 50. It shouldn't be at 103. It should be top 50. From beginning to end, this album is fantastic. Beginning to end. You know, um, uh, Speed Law, Mathematics, uh, Miss Fat Booty. Um, Brooklyn is one of the best songs. Oh, God. Yeah, this album should have been top 50. It should have been, been higher on the list, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Young Thug, Birdman, Rich Homie, Quan. Oh my fucking god! Ugh. The 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 Rich Gang, the tour part one from twenty fourteen. Yeah, okay. We'll see what's we'll see what's at one hundred one because this album should not be here. So let's see what's one hundred one. Let's see if they let's see if the trend holds. Nope, because they put Young Jeezy at one hundred one. <laughs> I know Jeezy's popular. I just don't like Jeezy like that. So we'll 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 just leave that be. All right. So all right. I'm taking a break and then we'll continue on. All right. At number 100, Run DMC's Raising Hell. This shouldn't just be top 50. It should be top top 20 because Raising Hell turned Run DMC into international superstars and really, really put hip hop on the map with their uh, their cover of uh, Walk This Way. And not just that, Peter Piper, my Adidas, you know, uh, the title track it that from beginning to end, the album was fantastic, you know, and, uh, you know, Rick Rubin produced it, I believe. So, yeah, they uh, this album was it was a a trend-setting, trailblazing album, and it should be way, way higher than number 100. So, uh, and and real quick, uh, 
I probably told the story in an earlier podcast, but also I'll tell the abridged version of it. Uh, Russell Simmons said that they wanted them to cover Walk This Way. And all they knew was like the first few seconds of the song that they loop. So they did a song with that. And he was like, no, I want you to do the whole song. And DMC was talking about it. And he was like, we never heard the whole song. So he said, we listened to the whole song. And we were like, yo, this is hillbilly gibberish. <laughs> he said, I thought Russell was trying to ruin us. But Russell knew best because that was a song that made them superstars. So Lil Wayne, the Carter II, we're just going to pass on that. I despise Lil Wayne and his music, but... I'm in the minority because he's really popular, even though his music is trash. Here we go. Company Flows, Fun Crusher Plus from 97. Now, I will say this. The reason why this album is called Fun Crusher Plus is because the album actually came out as Fun Crusher. And then they did an expanded version of the album when they signed on to Raucous. And then they called it Fun Crusher Plus. So, but... um. Yeah, like I said, I'd heard um, uh, this album flew under the radar big time because I didn't I didn't even know about it until I saw um, I listened to and like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, I had Sound Bombing too, and that was the first time I ever heard of Company Flow, and then I looked them up and I oh god okay and yeah this album is absolutely fantastic. So if you're a hip hop fan, you definitely need to listen to this album. The clips, uh, Hell Hath No Fury. <sighs> Next. Uh, Ice T's Power from, 19, uh, from 1988. I'm a little torn on this one. I like Ice T, but if any of his albums should have been on here, it would have been an original gangster for me. But Power is a good, you know, it's a good pick all the same. So, uh, and you figure at 19, in 1988, right, Ice-T was 30 years old when this album came out, back in 88. So he was, uh, he had been in the game for a long time. So he was like older than a lot of the hip-hop cats that were out there at the time. So uh, T.I.'s trap music. I'll tell you this about T.I. I. If you put a gun to my head and you told me name five T.I. songs, or I'm gonna, or I'm gonna blow your head off. I'll just have to die because I really like. Mm, I I just never liked Ti. I never liked his music, and I never really got into it. So I'm not gonna say whether this should be at 95 or not. I'm just gonna keep it moving. De La Soul is dead at 94. Uh, from back in 91. This was a polarizing album for some people because a lot of people thought that they should have stuck with that Daisy Age sound, but they didn't want to be labeled as hippies for their entire career. So they kind of made that shift over. And I think it worked, but, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this album. And matter of fact, I listened to it recently, but uh, it's a fantastic album. You know, like I said, polarizing for some people who thought they should have stuck with the whole Daisy Age thing. But you know what? Either which way, it's a great album and it deserves to be on the list. Ice Cube's Death Certificate. This should have been top 50. One of the best gangster rap albums of all time. So we had like the light side and the dark side. Well, actually, no, it was dark side then light side you know, of the album. And uh, fantastic album from beginning to end. You know, they, he knocked it out of the park with this one. Of course, he ends the song with 
uh, No Vaseline, one of the best diss tracks of all time. So DJ Shadow introducing. That's a tough one. It really is. Because if I remember correctly, I want to say, was this an instrumental album? It might have been. I may I may need to give it another listen. I haven't listened to it in a while, but ooh, we got a we got a, a, a first double artist here. Uh, KRS One, uh, Boogie Down Productions, Criminal Minded, end up at ninety one. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, Criminal Minded when it came out, KRS One told a story about the song South Bronx, where you know they they the reason why they why they started dissing Marley Marl's crews because they tried to, to to be on the Juice crew and they got rejected. So they got down with Red Alert. And when Red Alert first played South Bronx at the at the club, people went insane because it was in the Bronx. And people went insane. And they said Red played the album like he played the song like several times. And then when he tried to move on and play other music, the crowd kept chanting South Bronx <laughs> over the other music. Like it was, you know, at a time when hip hop was still, you know, drawing its lines and getting its identity, like somebody shouting out the South Bronx where hip hop was actually born. So yeah, yeah, fantastic album. Uh, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon. Who? Wow. Okay. I like I like Day and Night. I like that song, but does it really need to be top two hundred? Probably not. Brand Nubians, One for All. I remember this album came out in like in 1990. Once again, fantastic album. And it was a it was a game changer. You know, I remember Grand Poobah used to be in a group called Masses of Ceremony like years earlier, you know, and uh, he was always a strong lyricist. So with him and Sadat X and then, um, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic album. It definitely belongs to be. It definitely belongs there. Cypress Hill's self-titled album from '91. Once again, great album. Definitely needs to be there. How I could just kill a man, of course. Fantastic track. Ooh, Ultra Magnetic MC's Critical Beatdown, 1988. Uh, I still get chills when I hear Ego Trippin'. Like Ego Trippin' is one of my favorite rap songs of all time. And it definitely sounds like a song that came out like uh, that it came out in the 80s. <laughs> it's definitely a 1980s song, but it still slaps to this day. So, yes, definitely belongs on that list. Common like Water for Chocolate. So, OK, he had two songs on the list. Yeah. Once again, fantastic album. Um, yeah, great production on here. And Common's always been a strong lyricist. Eminem Slim Shady LP. So this is the first Eminem song on here. I mean, Eminem album. I figure he'll have more than one on here just because of his impact on the, on the genre. But uh, now, technically, his debut was an album called Infinite that came out a few years early as an independent release. So this is his first major label release. But it was, uh, I mean, Dr. Dre produced the living hell out of this album. And some people and Eminem rhymed his ass off. He rhymed like his life depended on it. Um, somebody made a, a claim in a magazine, and I, I agree with them one hundred percent. They said Dr. Dre bet his entire career on Eminem, and he won. <laughs> so, yeah, Vince Staples, Summertime '06, 
from 2015. I don't think I've ever heard a Vince Staples song in my life, so we're going to keep moving. Oh my God, MIA or Mia, whatever her name is. Is that the is that the paper airplanes girl? Oh my God. Yeah, paper planes, Jesus Christ. Next, next, y'all, y'all fucking up. Um, 82 was Slick Rick, the great adventures of Slick Rick. One of the greatest storytellers in rap history. And uh Vance Wright produced the living hell out of this album. You know, and it was and it was such a, a Ford's time. It was such a raunchy album. I mean, you figured the lead track on there was uh, the first track of the album was like a song called Treat Her Like a Prostitute. <laughs> so, you know where this album is going. Uh, the Moment I Feared was a great song. Mona Lisa. Uh, hey, Young World. Oh, God. Yeah, this album is an absolute classic. Diggable Planets Blowout Comb from 94. I think this was their second album. I think the first album was uh, Reach, and I think was the name of the first album. But uh, yeah, I, I always liked Diggable Planets. They always had a, a, a really nice sound. And yeah, we'll we'll leave this one be. Earl Sweatshirt, some rap songs. I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like Earl Sweatshirt. I, I've listened to some of his songs, and I kind of like it. But... Do I think he needs to be on the top 200 of all time? No. No, he doesn't. Eric B. and Rock Kim's Follow the Leader from 88. Uh, I'm going to imagine that Peyton Full is going to be on here at some point in the list. So if that's the case, I'm going to leave this one alone. If uh, if this is the only Eric B. and Rock Kim album on the list, then I would have to say that Peyton Full should be on there instead. But if Peyton Full is going to be later on the list, then we could leave this one be because Follow the Leader was a great album, and it was it was a definitely a great follow up to a classic. Uh, Azalea Banks, oh my fucking god! Next, Jay Z and Kanye West watched the throne at seventy seven. We'll just keep it moving. Ooh, Gangstar's Hard to Earn from nineteen ninety four is a tough one. So, um. This is number 76 on the list. I'm a huge Gangstar fan. So once again, once again, because Hard to Earn was a fantastic album, right? Mass Appeal was on there. Um, Code of the Streets. So yeah, um, fantastic album. If this is going to be the only Gangstar album on the list, then Moment of Truth should be there instead. Because Moment of Truth was their magnum opus. But... Uh, if Moment of Truth ends up later on the list, then this is right where it needs to be. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Fever from 2019 at number 75. You know, I'm very disappointed in Megan Thee Stallion because, and here's the thing, all that all that sex rap from me, and this is just me being a, a male chauvinist douchebag, okay? All that, all that sex rap is fine, for women who don't have lyrical talent. Because Megan Thee Stallion can rap her ass off. Pun intended, okay? She could rap her ass off, right? I've seen her in the ciphers and I've seen her put out like, you know, yeah, she's uh, she's a great rapper. But at least the singles I've heard. I've never listened to the whole Megan Thee Stallion album. I don't, I don't expect it to be all deep and intuitive like Bahamadia. But at the same time, She's better than the music that she puts out. I think so. 
you know, and, and, I'm, and I, I am sex positive. I mean, if you're a woman and you like to have fun, go out and have your fun. You know, life is too short for all that. There are people getting killed in supermarkets. So you don't, you know, go out and have your fun, do what you need to do. I don't really care, but this is just me as a, a, a amateur music critic. Uh, yeah, Megan is better than the music that she puts out. So do I think this album needs to be on the top 200? I'd have to listen to it, but I'd have to say probably not. Public Enemy's Fear of a Black Planet at number 74. Once again, this should be top 50, even though 74 is not bad. And I'm going to imagine that there may be another Public Enemy album on here. But of course, you know, this is the album that had Fight the Power on it. And this album was good from beginning to end. The Bomb Squad always did them right when he did their production. So their, their production style matched Chuck D in his style perfectly. Um, the Far Side, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, number 73. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can leave this here. I knew this album was going to be on the list. I just didn't know where, but I knew it was going to be on the list. Dr. Octagon, uh, doc, uh, Dr. Octagonicologist, I'm always pronounced that wrong, from 96. Dandy Automator did the, uh, the production on it. One of my favorite rap albums of all time. And... You would probably think that Cool Keith is a weirdo, but he's actually one of the, one of the smarter cats in, in rap music. And um, this this album, to me, was his uh, his magnum opus, but he put out a lot of great projects that I liked, like Diesel Truckers that he did with um, Cut Massa Kurt, um, Dr. Doom Project, uh, First Come, First Served. So yeah, he put out a lot of great music. You know, nowadays, his music is just, oh, Cool Keith has another album out, and I'll still listen to it, but now his uh this was his magnum opus to me. Queen Latifah's All Hail the Queen at number 71. I will say this, I like Queen Latifah's music, but this album should have been further back on the list. It should have been like somewhere between 200 and 150, I thought. Because it was a great album. I had this on on cassette when I was a kid, but yeah. The Fuji's The Score 1996. I will say this, I I listened to the hell out of this album. I saw the Fugees perform live at Howard University. And once again, I'm pretty sure I told the story already. But when the Fugees perform, and this is when they were still doing stuff off their, uh, pushing their first single, uh, Booth Bath, off the first album, right? Uh, Blunted on Reality. They tore it up. And they tore it up so much. Like, I, I think if I'm right, like PMD, uh, performed beforehand, and I know he was glad that he that he came on first because when the Fugees came in, they just blew it up, and then every act that came on after that got booed. They were like, "Bring back the Fugees!" <laughs> so, yeah, this album and this album was a fantastic album. So, yeah, uh, it definitely deserves to be on the list. Ghostface Killer's Iron Man at number sixty nine. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is when Wu-Tang cast was starting to put out their, their solo albums. And with Ghostface Killer and Raekwon, they always ended up on each other's albums. So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic album. Daytona 500 still one of my favorites on there. Uh, Juvenile's 400 Degrees. We're going to we're just going to go ahead and skip this because I never liked that whole that whole crew. Couldn't stand them. Uh, Ghetto Boys, We Can't Be Stopped at number 67. 
who I think it, I think it needs to be where it needs to be. And if you, I know you can't see it because this is just audio only, but there is a, uh, on the cover, got a lot of controversy because it's Willie D and Scarface pushing um, Bushwick Bill's hospital bed. And then he, uh, in a botched suicide attempt, he uh, shot out his eye and he, um, they have like the, the, the bandage down so you can see the wound and he's talking on the cell phone for some reason. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty grim album cover, you know, and it's like we can't, and the name of the song, like, we can't be stopped. Like, yeah, dude just got shot in his fucking eye and he's still rapping. So, yeah. Three Six Mafia's Mystic Styles. Never like Three Six Mafia. We'll just keep it moving. Ooh, De La Soul's Balloon Mind State at number 65. Ah, okay. Now, here's the thing. I know I love this album, as a matter of fact. And, you know, I guess I was kind of worried that after De La Soul is dead, which direction they were going to go in, but they, uh, they hit it out of the park with Balloon Mind State. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll leave it be 50 Cent skit, Richard Die trying, never liked 50 Cent. Actually, there's only one song I like in 50 Cent. He had a song, I guess it was on a, I don't know if you want to call it a mixtape. It was just a single at the time called How to Rob. That was a great song. I'm not going to lie. Everything else, I could, I could, I don't even want to say I could take it or leave it. I could leave it. But my nephews love 50 Cent. And I remember um, uh, my sister told me a story of how uh, they didn't really trick her, but they caught her when she was doing other things at once and they wanted to buy the, the, the 50 Cent video game because they were little kids at the time. And she was just like, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then it was like, you know, a violent video game and they were younger at the time. And now it's, it's a different dynamic because now my youngest nephew, well, at least the youngest of my sister's kids, you know, he got to play all the stuff that his younger, his older brothers didn't get a chance to do because now he's the baby of the family. I, I you know, but yeah, we'll leave it be because he was very popular. Oh my God. Black star. Uh, from 1998, Most Deaf and Taleb Kweli. This album should be top 20, not at 63. But we'll leave it be for now. Um, MF Doom's Operation Doomsday. Once again, this album should be higher. This was the album that he put out after he kind of reinvented himself after his brother's death and then getting, you know, getting screwed by their, by, uh, by Electra Records. So, um, and as a matter of fact, after after Doom passed away a couple years back, someone did a top 50 of his of his greatest songs. And before before I even started the list, I automatically knew what song was going to be. Uh, what song was going to be number one, it was going to be Doomsday. Yeah. Doomsday to me was kind of like his uh, My Philosophy or Back in Black from ACDC. So. Uh, Scarface is the diary at number 61. Uh, yes, fantastic album. Jesse James is still one of my favorite songs on there. I, uh, I never seen a man cry. Uh, I think hand of the dead body was on there. And then he did like an update to mind playing tricks on me. Yeah. Fantastic album from Scarface. Um, and then of course the, the title track, you know, he always saves like the, the big burner song as the last song and that was the diary so where he just comes out and just uh, starts you know 
spitting lyrics. Like, you know, it's like, all right, well, I'm not just talking about gangster rapper. I could, I could drop, I could, I got lyrics too, you know? So yeah, definitely belongs here. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll stop here for now. And, uh, I'll take a break and then we'll continue on.